the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hi, I'm Sonia. I'm here again with Truth in My Days director John Torch to discuss an apologetics issue. So today's topic, John, what do you have to say to this challenge from skeptics and that even bothers some Christians as well? If miracles happened all the time in the Bible, why don't they happen today? Yes, that is a challenge you will hear sometimes from skeptics, but it's not always from skeptics. In fact, the question does bother some Christians because we do see as we go through the Bible a plethora of miracles. Creation, of course, is a miracle. The plagues on Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea, the manna from heaven, the parting of the Jordan. Elijah raising the son of the widow of Zarephath, uh, Jonah and the great fish, Daniel in the lion's den, the virgin birth of Jesus. Jesus turns water into wine. Jesus healing miracles. Jesus raising Jairus' daughter, the resurrection of Jesus, Peter healing the lame man. As we go through it, we see that there are so many. This is just a partial list. And so people will ask, not just skeptics, but sometimes Christians, if the Bible is full of miracles, why aren't they happening today? And to some Christians, this is a real problem. And to some skeptics, it may actually be their greatest objection to Christianity. So how, how would we answer that? Any ideas? Well, you know, creation happened at a specific time. That, that It's something that needed to happen then. I, I suppose we don't... Maybe those things don't need to happen now. Although, what about, aren't there people who do claim to be doing miracles even today? Healing people's bad backs and so on. Exactly. That, that, is, that is a point worth noting. The question, in fact, if miracles happened all the time in the Bible, why don't they happen today? Presupposes that they don't happen today. And in fact, a lot of Christians claim they do. They say, never stop believing in hope because miracles happen every day. Of course, when a Christian says that, the skeptic will say, okay, show me. Show me these miracles that are happening every day. And then the person asserting that may, in fact, run into some trouble. But then there are others who insist not only that miracles are happening today, but you can actually get your own miracle. I saw this sign outside a church on a signboard that said, Come get your miracle. Service Tuesday, 7 p.m. We have Joseph Prince, for example. Come as you are and receive your miracle. 25th January, 2018. Uh, you might be familiar with Benny Hinn, who frequently hosts what he calls miracle healing services. Are, are they serious about that or is that some, some kind of puffery? I'm not sure what kind of puffery. It's definitely not authentic. The investigations into these miracle claims, none of them have ever have ever actually been verified. None of these claims are miracles. There's been an awful lot of evidence of fraud in a lot of cases. In fact, there are some who say you can receive your miracle today. You don't even have to wait till the service. Peter Popoff, for example, he, he was very well known in this area. Get your miracles. He would sell you miracle seeds, miracle water, miracle manna, miracle oil. So if you want, you can receive miracles today. 
generally with these people, all it really takes to get a miracle is to make a large enough donation of money to these miracle workers. Now, of course, no thinking person takes these people seriously or believes they can do miracles. The story of Popov is actually quite interesting. He operated back in the 80s. He was claiming to have word of knowledge, word of knowledge as a special gift. The charismatic, some charismatics claim that God gives them supernatural knowledge. And he would have these gigantic crusades with huge audiences, and he would stand up on the stage at the front, and he would amaze people by knowing things about them. He would call out somebody's name and say, oh, you're from such and such a place. And they'd be shocked because they were. And they'd say, this is your problem. This is why you're here today. And they were shocked because he always got them right. No social media in those days to stalk members of the audience? There was no social media in those days, no. But there was technology. There's a famous debunker of supernatural claims named James Randi where the team of people decided to debunk Popoff's claims. And they went in with radio scanners to one of his crusades, and they detected that he was actually getting this information via an earpiece. It was being fed to him by his wife, who was collecting them from the cards that people had to fill in as they came into the crusade. And it was very interesting, the, the fall of Peter Popoff at the time. He went on to one of these major American talk shows, along with Randy. And they showed a film of his crusade, and Popoff was insisting that it was authentic, this was a gift of God, he was getting the knowledge from God. Randy was insisting, no, it, it, it's, a, it's a fraud. Popoff said, no, it's the word of God, the word of knowledge from God. And then Randy played the tape again of the crusade, and this time with the soundtrack that his radio scanners had picked up, showing that he was in fact getting the information fed into his earpiece by his wife was actually quite insulting and rude to some of these people. And that, that just destroyed him in public. It wasn't the only thing they showed about him. They, they sent in a person, a plant, Randy and his team, and this, this plant was showed up and she claimed that she had uterine cancer. And in public, he healed her of uterine cancer. What do you think of that? Well, the thing is, how can you tell when a cancer is really healed? Even when people do get better from cancer, they it seems like they have to check all, every few years to make sure it's really gone away. It's it's gradual. So how can you really pin it down and say she's healed? Now? Well, in this case, we could pin it down and say she wasn't because she wasn't actually a she. She was a man disguised as a woman. He had no uterus. He couldn't have uterine cancer. Guess the word of knowledge failed there for Mr. Popoff. Anyway, it, it very much damaged his, his enterprise, and he kind of went on the QT for a while. Now he's back selling miracle seeds and miracle water and so on. You now, today? Today, he's still doing it. It's still happening. And yes, yes I don't, you can't believe these claims. The things, if you look at authentic miracles, the kind of stuff Jesus did, it shocked people. Those things that ne they never seen. They're very obvious. If you have a, a paralyzed man and Jesus says to him, get up and walk. And he gets up and walks. Like that's, that's undeniable. Unless he wasn't really paralyzed. But I guess everybody who'd known him for years knew he was paralyzed. Yes. This fellow would have had to start pretending to be paralyzed 
30 years before Jesus uh, came along. How did he know that? How did he fix that up? Yeah, a man who was born blind, everybody knew his parents knew he was born blind. That's interesting in John chapter 9, where Jesus heals this man who's born blind. And the Pharisees call for an investigation. They call his parents. And his parents testify, yes, this is our son. Yes, he was born blind. But how he got his sight back, we don't know. And it says because they, they were afraid of the Jewish leaders because they'd already said that anyone who confesses Jesus would be put out of the synagogue. So these parents were actually making an admission against interest. They didn't want to side with the son because they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue. They still said it. So a man with a withered hand, you can see whether it's withered or not. So this is the thing about Jesus' miracles, that they couldn't be faked. They couldn't be faked, especially the resurrection. I remember seeing an interesting show some years ago in one of the, the bigger churches here in Toronto. They brought in Andre Cole, the illusionist. Yes. In secular circles, he'd be called a magician, but he called himself an illusionist because he was very clear that what he did was simply illusion and nothing to do with, with any kind of special powers. But it was very, very interesting. He put on a show there on the stage, and people were just amazed. They couldn't figure out how he did these. And now you can. You can, you can look on the Internet and see all these shows about the great the secrets of magic revealed. But they didn't have that then. And he amazed people. And after he finished his last illusion, he was a Christian. He started talking about it, became a Christian, and he decided... With all his knowledge and skills as an illusionist, how would he fake the resurrection? And he said he thought and thought it through, considered everything in you, and came to the conclusion he couldn't do it. He's saying if he couldn't fake it, certainly people in the first century couldn't fake it. So, so that carried weight. When you look at what these kind of people are doing, it's a very different thing. They will say things like, there's someone out there in TV land who has a bad back. Bad back, but healed. And the bad back is healed. Well, how do you know who's out there in TV land who's got a bad back? Many people. Yes, but how do you know any of them was actually healed? Well, they might just assume somebody else was. Well, they would assume that. Exactly. That's how this works. I had a friend once who went to a one of these conferences where one of these one of these types was, was giving a talk. And he was sitting at a table. And there were maybe a dozen people, maybe 20 people at the table. And... She came around, this, this prophetess calling herself that, and she said, one person at this table, there's a person at this table who has cancer. Well, my friend was, was astounded because, in fact, somebody had gone there with him who did have cancer. And he was asking me the next day, he said, how could she possibly know? It's got to be miraculous knowledge here, Right. And I said to him, look, there's 20 people at your table. How many of them do you know personally? He said, two. So if she said somebody at this table has cancer, and neither of the two people you know happen to have had cancer, what would you have assumed? Well, I would have assumed one of the other 18, one of the other 17 had it. Exactly. It's a very safe claim to make. Especially because it's rude to ask people you don't know about their medical information. Exactly. So here's the thing. It's a very safe claim to make because even if nobody at the table has cancer, everyone will assume somebody does. 
so you won't be caught out. So this kind of claims of miracles, they're around, but I would discount them. I think thinking people would discount them. So what do you do about this? The challenge, again, if the Bible is full of miracles, why don't we see them today? If, uh, if these popular claims, these high-profile claims are fraudulent, then why aren't we seeing them? So what do you do about this? The challenge, again, if the Bible is full of miracles, why don't we see them today? If, uh, if these popular claims, these high-profile claims are fraudulent, then why aren't we seeing them? Well, could, could it could it be that maybe, maybe they are happening? Because really, anytime somebody does recover from a disease, you could say that God healed the person and it's a miracle. We just don't uh, acknowledge it that way. It could be, but then people would say that a miracle is overriding the natural processes of the world. We naturally we have immune systems, our body does have self-healing mechanisms internally. So we do tend to recover from many illnesses. So they would say we want to see something more than that. One response that comes up sometimes is, oh, miracles only happen if you believe in miracles. It sounds like Santa Claus. Well, I'm not sure it sounds exactly like Santa Claus because I'll tell you what, Santa Claus doesn't happen even if you believe in him. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. But please join us for the next part tomorrow. Same time and same place. If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share any questions or comments you may have. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and YouTube. Simply search Truth In My Days as one word. Again, Truth In My Days as one word, no spaces in between. And you can connect with us. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. Thank you.